0: It's time to listen to the Career Bitches with Anne and Marcel. They cut through the bullshit and all the workplace drama. Now give it up for these moms. yeah, 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 yeah. Hello and welcome back to Career Bitches. Today I am anless, but I am with Stephanie Ward of Firefly Coaching, who is amazing. And I'm so excited for this conversation. Welcome, Stephanie.
1: Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. And I know we have a lot to talk about.
0: We do. And I was just commenting, we should have started recording before we started recording, but that's okay, because we're going to tell you all kinds of cool stuff now. Um, so before we get to our weekly bitch, Stephanie, can you introduce yourself and what you do? And then we'll start our conversation.
1: Absolutely. Yes. So I'm a business and marketing mentor for small service-based business owners. And what I help them do is find a way to market themselves and be visible that's not creepy um, and that fits for them so that they'll actually do it and they can connect with their ideal clients. That's awesome. And full disclosure. I did work with Stephanie
0: years ago and she really helped me focus my, in my niche and like the customers I serve and also the way my messaging was and connecting with people. So I highly, highly recommend her. Thank you. Um, but before we get into all of her great expertise, we're going to bitch. So this week we want to talk about LinkedIn connection requests. Because I know we both share this feeling that too many people are still just hitting the generic message when they send a connection request. So it says, look forward to connecting exclamation point or something like that. Uh, Or, right, it's just something very generic. They don't even address it to your name. I hate it. And there's so much out there that tells you not to do that. So I'm kind of offended that people are still doing it. Yes. Salespeople, job seekers, all kinds of, you know, recruiters. I see everybody doing it and it takes literally a minute to type up, you know, the number of characters that probably allows you to have, but people still don't do it.
1: Yeah. Or they write nothing, right? It's blank. Yeah. Yeah. And you
0: have no idea why they want to connect with you.
1: It's, it's really crazy. It's like, I don't know, like you said, everyone knows this, or we think they know it, maybe they don't know it. But it's it's so easy to take a look at someone's profile and find a connection point immediately and, and write it out. Like you said, the characters are limited. It's not like you can write a novel there anyway. You're cut off at some point, so 100%. It's, um, we're it's people, so you wouldn't just like <laughs> tag someone, you know, with your phone and run past them. that <laughs> would be weird. That's a really good analogy. And
0: I, I mean, I always liken it to people when I tell people to reach out about jobs or like working for their company, I say, it's like meeting someone at a party, right? Just kind of like what you're saying, right? You wouldn't just go run by them and give them a post-it note, right? So I wish more people would do that. And if you're listening here, I highly encourage you to do that. I know also you've said before in some of your content um how people tend to pitch you on a service immediately before mm. they've even talked to you or had any kind of exchange. Yes,
1: yeah, so I'm I have this like spidey sense now if I get a connection request I'm like oh oh no is this are they going to pitch me and I I'm like oh I hope they don't do it and should I accept and I just want to believe in people so most of the time I'll go ahead and accept and then sure enough you know, a day later, there it is. And I'm, I, I, what I do is I immediately unconnect and I don't reply and that's the end of it. And then I mark them as, you know, super spammer in my database.
0: That's a really good idea because (laughs) I feel like there's those sneaky people who you can't tell that they're going to try to sell you something. Sometimes you can, you know, if it's like leadership coach, who's going to help you with meal planning and nutrition for entrepreneurs, I'm like, that would stress me out. Like I should do it, but it's going to stress me out. So no, thank you. <laughs> and it's clear. But as you're saying, sometimes you can't tell when somebody does some kind of sales or something. And then you're right. And then they do do this pitch and you're like, wow, they didn't even have the decency to ask for like a call or
1: or in, and that- not, not even asking for a call, but not even like, thank you for accepting um, my request. We're connected here. Um, tell me more about what you're actually, like literally no, it, like relationship building, which is the basis of all things in the whole entire world, including your business and your career. And it's just, it's so blatant. And I'm just, I'm like, wow. So no, I just don't, I don't respond and I just unconnect and then I make a note. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> that's Perfect. not the way to do it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to steal your advice and everyone else should too. And I'm going to unfollow from now on. I mean, I have in the past, but I hadn't done it like consistently with those spammers. So I'm going to make sure to do that too.
1: And it's really important to do that. And here's why, because a lot of people, you know, they can see if you, if you have that setting and I have it where people can see who I'm connected to. And if people see I'm connected to Robert, the spammer, they're like, oh, I, I don't really like Robert. He's a spammer. I wonder why Stephanie's connected with them. And so it doesn't look good for me if you are have these kinds of connections. So don't worry about, you know, don't think, well, I just won't answer. No, you're now a first connection. So you need to undo that and unconnect from them.
0: That is a great point. Thank you. And I I mean, I would totally echo that advice because it is, it's about, you know, you have to be... <laughs> careful with your reputation and what people are seeing. And that also brought to mind something I had forgotten about, which is I had a case years ago where somebody told me on LinkedIn. So it's semi-related that they had been recommended or that I had been recommended by this other career coach. So when I reached out and thanked that career coach for the referral, she said, I don't know that person. And I'm like, That's so weird. Why would somebody do that? If they're just looking at your connection saying, okay, I found this person through someone else. Just be honest about it. Don't Mm -hmm. try to like
1: invent something. Right. Such a good set two two great gems in there. One, you know, don't be a liar. (laughs) That's pretty simple. (laughs) Rule of life number one. (laughs) Yeah. Be honest, transparent. But what you said, which I love so much, and I'm talking about this all the time is you reached out to thank the person you reached out to thank the person because if someone does something nice for you and sends you a referral, thank them. Please thank them. It takes two seconds. You can send a text, a voice message, an email. Um, It doesn't matter, but thank them. That's like such a huge part of relationship building. And and then look what you found out because you did that. So hats off to you. And please, everyone, thank people that give you referrals. Yeah,
0: and be careful because... I did tell, you know, this coach, we had a talk and I was like, I'm, I have no idea. And then of course we've kind of blacklisted that person. So your reputation does make a difference in the things that you do on LinkedIn or say, or don't do like writing a message, writing a thank you note matter. So be careful. You can't just sit behind your computer and pretend that your words and actions don't matter. Um, Which actually segues into our topic today, Stephanie, because really what I'd love to talk about and hear from you is since you work with people building businesses um, on marketing and, you know, and building those up and, and sort of personal branding, often we talk on this podcast about job seeking, right? But now so many people are looking at, okay, maybe I don't have to have the traditional job. Maybe I can pull together a bunch of, you know, flexible work projects that could become my own business, or I could just, you know, freelance for the same company for a while. Um, And then people struggle, I find with how to market themselves, because that's different than marketing yourself for a job. Mm
1: -hmm. So I know
0: that's a big question, but maybe we can start there and then break it down as we go.
1: I love that question and it's it's really empowering for every individual whether you're in a full-time career position, you're freelancing, you have your own business or any range in between there because I really view um the people it's your own personal brand. No matter what you do or where you go, you take that with you. You take your network with you. You know, as someone who's relocating a lot, you take your whole life, your world, your business with you. So think of yourself as a personal brand and build that up because you know, maybe you'll go into full-time employment, maybe you'll go out of full-time employment. It doesn't matter. You're the constant factor. So if you are putting your thoughts, your expertise, your brilliance out into the world, and we could talk about all the different ways to do that and the platforms on which to do that, and it's all about you and the work that you do and the value you bring and the benefits people have from working with you, that stands with you wherever you go. And so that's about positioning yourself and then Um, So it's not about being, you know, belonging to a company or saying, I'm an um, entrepreneur or I'm I'm a corporate person. It's just, I am this person who has this expertise and I move through these worlds as needed for myself and for projects. And this is what you get when you think about me and focus on that. I love what you're saying because
0: this whole idea of like taking your brand with you of course, you know, as you mentioned, I've thought about that a lot as someone moving around every few years is like, what is that constant identity? Because I think a lot of people in this lifestyle, which is very strange to most people, um, struggle because you're trying to figure out who am I at this new, in this new country? I was someone different before. In fact, I was just talking with, um, a colleague who was saying, you know, talking about trying to get rid of her old work wardrobe. And I had the same (laughs) crisis a few years ago because we don't want to leave that identity behind, right? Even though we have a different flexible, portable job now that works well in our lives, still it's kind of a crisis moment to realize that identity doesn't necessarily fit me anymore. But at this, so I'd never thought about it in terms of like, even if say you live in the same place, you still have to maintain an identity because you might go to a new job. You might have a new relationship. You might start a family. You might, you know, who knows? Um, and there are a lot of people now thinking about moving too, right. And just working from anywhere. Uh, so I think it's more and more important. So can you talk about how you would advise someone to even start thinking about that? Cause I'm sure that's really hard to dig yes. up. And dig deeper.
1: Absolutely. And I, I love what you're saying, um, because it's so important. It's, it's it's actually an asset, what you're doing and, and what everyone's doing, because we're all always in an evolution, a revolution within ourselves, whether it's your wardrobe, your job, your country. It's it's always ever evolving. But all of these identities that you have been, are and will be are represent and make you who you are, which no one else can replicate. And that's also part of a brand. It's what makes you unique. So I have a blog post I'll share with you for those show notes. It's it's about how to bring all of yourself with you um, to whatever you're doing. Because a lot of times people are like, well, I, you know, I'm a baker. I have a bakery now, but I used to be an architect. And I was like, this is a real person. I was like, are you kidding me? You've got to talk about that. I would buy a cake from a former architect in a minute. And people think, okay, now I've moved on. So now I just want to focus on this. No, show us everything. Show us all that you've been through, everywhere you've been, all the influences you've had, because that makes it so much more interesting to connect with you and learn from you and understand you. So that's one thing is to show all of your your stuff out there. Don't be, don't hide anything. Don't think, well, this isn't relevant. There's a red line, a thread, a red thread through it all that you can pull together Um, And it may be that one thing where you say, yes, I used to be a tap dance teacher that someone's like, oh, my gosh, I was You know, it's just these random things. So don't be afraid to show all of your stuff. But on how to do that. I mean, um, it's more important than ever to have your own platform. That's the main thing, because all of these platforms, Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn, they don't belong to you. You can be kicked out and, you know, they can close in a minute. So how do you have your own platform? Well, you can have your own website that's like literally so easy these days to do that i have wordpress that's can be more complicated but there's um squarespace wix there's lots of options but that's yours no one can take it away from you and if you can build your content there but until you do that linkedin is a great place especially for career people that if if you don't want to ever have a website is to share your um, point of view so the blogs there's a blog on linkedin that you can share your content there as well. But you have to share your point of view. So whether you do that in writing or audio, you can start a podcast, you can do um, video. Video, of course, is the, I won't say the best, but it's like the most effective in helping people connect with you because they see you and experience you full, you know, it's, it's the next best thing to in person. Audio is also great. So if you're like, I don't want to do video, but you can do audio. But if you love writing, you can do that. So any of those three or combination of those three is in a phenomenal way to um, position yourself on your expertise.
0: These are excellent tips. And I'm going to rewind for a second and then come back to the platforms. Because as you were talking, I realized when you're talking about the architect and baking, I remember you gave me the advice years ago. I was not using my MBA as a part of my business cards or, you know, this was well before COVID when we used to go to even more in-person events. (laughs) Um, And it hit me because you said the same thing. It was like, you know, not all, you know, career consultants or resume writers are going to have an MBA. So why not show that? And so I, Totally agree. I started doing that and it did make a difference because some people would even say, oh, I saw you have an MBA. And I'm like, oh my God, Stephanie was right. (laughs) So listen to her and figure out what makes you unique. Like what are those selling points that make you unique? And the platform piece I think is so important too, because we, a lot of people think it's hard. People don't want to put themselves out there, but I think you're right. These days, you really do have to, but I'm so glad you gave all these different examples because, you know, with writing, you don't have to use your actual voice or your face on a video. So if you're more comfortable with that, you can do that. But if you are, you should, you know, and actually I think like personally, I used to hate doing videos. And then as I did more and more presentations and more and more video, I felt more comfortable Cause at first it took forever cause you're redoing all the takes and <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. And then eventually it was like, Oh wow, this takes a lot less time. So it can be discouraging, but I a
1: hundred percent agree. I, I love that you said that you got better at it and it got easier and now you like it. Some things are that it just, it's not that you're not, you know, a natural cause no one is. It's just really, it's it's like anything, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I will be honest, it is easier once you know how to do it to make a video than sit down and write a 500,000 word blog post. It takes way less time and it's, you know, and it's easier to do. So absolutely do what fits for you. But I want to go back to what you said about people are afraid of putting themselves out there because I think that is the issue, not even the, the way, like they can write, they can do video, they can... Um, talk and do audio that's there's something behind that so when you said what are they afraid of they're afraid of who does she think she is being judged what because that's what's really stopping people so whatever these things are like um you know there's people that aren't going to like you that's normal you know you want to take a stand and a position for what you are who you are what you believe in you're not here to please everyone and you know you well accept yourself <laughs> so you know make yourself happy for sure um and yes the online world can be hideous and toxic but you have a little button that you can delete block remove so you know this is this is your uh space so if on your blog you can remove you can delete comments or just turn comments off same thing on Instagram anywhere you're showing up you can even say this is my blog community. This is my space. Don't come in here and acting like a jerk or you'll be deleted. You'll be removed. It's so simple. So, and, and actually the fear of people doing this, it's unless you're, you know, the more famous you get or the more well-known you get, the bigger chance that it will happen. But for the most part, people really aren't that mean or doing crazy stuff out there, but if they do, you, you know, you can delete them. So what are you really afraid of? And, and I would ask people if you're, if you're not putting yourself out there and, building your platform and positioning yourself and sharing all the brilliance that I know you have. If you're not doing that, you need to do some real deep work and figure out why and, and be very specific. Like, what are you afraid will actually happen and write it down because until you know what's blocking you, you're not going to be able to move forward. And when you get clear on that thing, that's stopping you, then you can address it specifically. I'm afraid people will wonder, you know, think who does she think she is? Well, um who do you think you are then you know so like just go deeper into any fears you have or reasons that you would not be doing it um because that's really what's stopping you it's not oh i don't feel comfortable on video or i don't know how to write that's not i think the main thing Yeah,
0: good i'm yeah that's totally valid and i i think that that's true because um and the great thing about what you said is you can take those fears right it's just i think where you're going and then even sort of address them in your content. Like I feel, you know, everybody always says be authentic or (laughs) your authentic self. And I don't like that term, but I do think that like sharing, I've noticed too, people comment more when I share like a more personal blog or newsletter, those are the ones that get more attention. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're comfortable sharing some of those struggles, like I was afraid to put myself out there, you know, and, building this brand or my identity, share it because other people are out there feeling the same thing too. and might be drawn to you just because of that, that has nothing to do with your professional background or your personal interests or anything.
1: That is such a good point. And I know what you mean, that whole like, you know, fake authenticity thing, but people do want to see, you know, the real side of you. They want they want to know. Oh, it looks like Marcella has this beautiful, perfect life. She's traveling the globe. Nothing, nothing ever bad happens to her. <laughs> so if we can let people in and say, "Look, it's, I struggle too. I have difficulties as well. We're all human. It's about you know being able to be relatable and um, share things. And again, you choose how much you want to share or how little you want to share. This is not meant that you have to spill your guts about everything. It's just. Um, like you said, if that is your fear, you can actually share that. Say, well, this is my first time making a video, but I want to put myself out there. So I want to try this. And connected to this point is make sure you are thinking about the long term because one video or one blog post isn't going to do the trick. So (laughs) um, consistency is important in this sense. And I don't, I do think it's If you could say weekly on Wednesdays, that would be perfect. But if that's just not your jam and you're like, I'm more like I have to do it, you know, when I feel it. Okay, then if you just said four times a month and it happens sometime in that, you can also do it like that. So it's up to you, but you have the ability to show up and serve. So I would say definitely weekly or twice a month, show up in some format, either with a blog post, a video, an audio, some way to share an experience Um, or a tip or a resource or a book review something where you can show people what you how you help them and do that consistently and that is building your platform and if you do it the minimum of twice a month that's 24 times a year 20 points spread out over the year and you will build this up and of course you can do more than that as well but consistency important and you you have the ability to show up on all these channels. LinkedIn, also you can show up live or with video as well, Instagram. So choose your method of how you want to do it and then choose your platform and then show up consistently and things will happen. That's really good to hear. Um, And I also agree with
0: that because we're on the same way linked on this, but I've had this like for years, you know, people will come and say, oh, I saw your newsletter, I saw your LinkedIn post, and I had no idea that this person was following me. And so it works, people. It works. Yes. Um, I can back that up personally. And so say somebody does go out there, put themselves out there, start, you know, framing and building their personal brand. What are the next things that you advise someone if they're trying to, you know, whatever they're trying to do? Yeah, right. whether it's like consulting or actually starting a, their own business, or you know the variety of different things that you can do on your own these days.
1: Well, the 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 building of your brand and showing up and showing your knowledge that's that's like the core foundational piece. And when you want to make something happen, what you want to get a new job or you want to get new clients, I always suggest. That people be proactive don't wait for someone to come to you so it may have sounded like you know build this show up and then just wait for people to come to you that's great they will but don't rely only on that you are the driver of your bus you need to take proactive action so if you want a job make a list of the 20 companies you would love to work for if you have a business make a list of 20 people you would love to have as clients and start building those relationships. It's literally that simple. Sometimes people are like, well, uh, what? (laughs) It can't just be that simple. No, it actually can. Like people are making themselves crazy going to every networking event, trying to meet random people to find random jobs, applying for jobs, nothing's happening. No, stop everything, sit down. Who do you wanna work for? What companies align with your values? What do you believe in? Where can you make the biggest difference? and reach out to them personally, and start building relationships. Like your time, the more focused and personal you can be, especially now with, with you know AI and things we don't know what's real. Acting like a human is the way to go. Acting like a real person and connecting with another real person is the way to go. Same thing if you have a business. Don't go out there to every single networking event try, trying to find random people that might be your clients. Think about what industries, what areas, be specific. Actually look for people and connect with them. It's, you know, LinkedIn is amazing. I'm always raving about LinkedIn is like the most amazing platform. I've been on it forever and it keeps evolving and getting better. But you can find so you can connect with so many people, find people that fit your everything just by looking and seeing. Uh, And again, of course, you're not going to immediately pitch them because that's not what we do here. You connect, you listen, you ask questions, you are helpful. You act like a normal person.
0: <laughs> I just, I'm laughing to myself because I'm like hearing you say, what's so true. It's almost like standing. You can stand out now by being a human, which is ridiculous, yeah, but it's true. It is. Right. Like, like we were saying before, like sending a thank you or that surprises people which shouldn't, but it does. And so you are, you know, like you said, you spend the time doing these things and reaching out to people in a meaningful way, you will see more return than all these, because most people are not doing that. Right. As we talked about in the beginning today. Um, So I agree with you. And I also think sometimes people get impatient and think, well, these people aren't getting back to me. Right. I've tried to connect with them or, they said, let's have a call and then never scheduled anything or whatever. And I think what's important also to remember sort of the, that consistency piece, you should follow up, you know, not in a creepy way, <laughs> but every once in a while, because unless they've said no, right, it's not, don't perceive it as a no, just because you didn't hear back. That's what I've heard before. And I think it's true. And you should... um You got to keep trying and those people might come back to you as clients. And that's happened to me. People I met years ago,
1: didn't think anything of it, have become clients, right? Yes, 100%. I've got so many thoughts about that as well, about dealing with no. And before I talk about that, I would like to say another piece of this being proactive is it's not that you just are, you know, talking with people, building relationships and nothing ever happens and you don't ever ask for anything. Yes, I want you to ask for things. Ask for the job. Ask to be a guest on someone's podcast. Ask to be a speaker at an event. Ask for these things, you know, once you've established some kind of relationship. And then if you get no, which it's normal, no happens a lot. um, It's all about being permission-based. That's Seth Godin from 1999. Every step along the way, if they say, well, listen, it's not a fit for me right now. Okay. Do you want me to check back with you in six months? Oh, I would love that because things are changing all the time around here. Please do. You're doing that person a, you know, an act of service by reminding them, hey, I'm still here, if they said they want that. So it's all permission-based. And like you said, no now is not no forever necessarily. People come back, no now could steer you in a direction that's even better than you were going. And please, above all, do not take it personally because it's really not about you. <laughs> Most of the time it's it's just really not about you. So showing grace and compassion um when you hear that and also about following up. I use the three strikes your out rule, meaning I'm more than happy, especially if it's something I want and I'm trying to you know to connect with you. I, I say switch channels first of all. So if you emailed, then send a LinkedIn message, if you send a text, then call, like whatever it is, change the channel because different people read different messages. Some people read all their LinkedIn messages. Some people never do. Some people are only in their Instagram DMs and have never logged into LinkedIn. So give them the benefit of the doubt. They missed the first one, switch channels. And so after the third try, I just say, listen, I've been trying to reach you. I haven't been successful. I'd love to help you. I'm here, but I'll leave it in your court. That way it rounds off the interaction and it's not like this energy just out there dangling and you've closed it but you say i'm here if you want to and that feels good so it's up to you how many times you follow up but i don't think you should chase people for eternity that's just that's how i do it
0: <laughs> that's good advice don't chase people for eternity but this changing channels thing is so important because yeah people will just try and try again like on linkedin and some people never like you said never open it they're never going to see it and no. and and it's sort of like and then with texts and things like that or facebook messages and linkedin messages sometimes people will read it and then totally forget about it but they meant to reply yes. so to when you're going on a different channel like you said then you're giving the opportunity to see it somewhere else and then think oh yeah i i did want to get back to this person
1: yeah and if you're talking with someone if you have the chance to talk with someone you can even ask them what's your preferred channel communication because everyone has opinions about this so if you can find that out beforehand and then you you know pretty much if they're there or not and of course on LinkedIn they have the little green dot that you can see if someone's active or not Um, that is helpful but again if you just apply the human factor and if you act like a human would you do this you know to a stranger on the street is this how you would treat someone who has not responded you know would you keep sending them message after message after message. No, you would not. So, you know, get permission along the way and be a human. Again, we're coming back to that.
0: Yeah. Be a human is a good advice in all situations, (laughs) personal and professional. Just be nice. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. And in terms of marketing, Stephanie, like, are there any other tips that you would recommend? Because I, what I like here is that in this be a human uh, vibe is so many, you know, for years, there's been all these online marketing folks, and they do have a lot of great advice and great points, but they've flooded the market. And a lot of people believed, including kids, like if I'm an influencer, if I just go out there, like I can have this side gig, or I can make money doing just posting online, right? Or like, being an affiliate for this other brand. I don't know. My kids come up with all this crazy stuff (laughs) that I say does not work. uh, And you're not going to try it. But, you know, people, I think of all ages see some of that and they think, Ooh, I can get rich quick by Mm. doing online marketing or just doing everything online. And you're saying, no, like you need to be a human and you need to connect with people. I mean, are there other tactics that you think do work well in
1: combination with being a human and being well yeah i mean and again now you when you were talking to made me think of another thing that's important especially if you're a business owner and it could also be important as a career person but um in addition to your own platform where you store all of your knowledge it's also really important and this is one thing that is an online marketing phenomenon that has lasted the test of time, which is email. I know we're all sick of it. I know we're tired of it, but that's building your email list and getting someone to give you their email so that you can communicate with them. That's now become a two-way relationship. So instead of you, you know, shouting out on your blog or audio or video into the universe, this is someone saying, no, I want to hear what you have to say. You're allowed into my inbox every week or every, you know, twice a month. And that way you can stay in touch with people because it's really hard to stay in touch with people otherwise so and there's plenty of platforms that are free so you don't have to spend money on that to build an email list but to your question about online marketing I mean you know it's it all ends up being at the end of the day is there substantial valuable benefits content from doing something and if it happens online then yes but there's a ton of scamming and people are waking up to all this you know all this funnel stuff like it's and it, okay so your question was is there a way to do it yes so when you're building a business, for example, organic reaching out with people, connecting with people. That's I highly recommend that. I'm not against ads. I don't personally do ads, um, but that's doesn't mean they're bad. So you can do it organically, which takes time. But if you want to go faster and reach more people, you can pay for ads. And as long as you're selling something that's real, then okay. That you know, that can work. You need to know what you're doing, or else you can lose a lot of money. And there's a lot of experts out there on how to do it how to use ads in the most effective way i'm not one of them um but they're out there so it's really the question comes back to if you're selling something that's real and tangible and valuable and is worth what you know, worth it <laughs> if it's worth it. And then how you sell it, whether it's organic or if you want to reach more people faster, then you can try ads. But basically, that's it. So, when people come to me, it's like, well, you can either do it by building relationships, connecting with people, strategic clients, partnerships. That's one way to do it faster as a one to many strategy. So, you connect with someone who has an audience of 10,000 and they talk about you. You've now just reached 10,000 people. So, I always promote these types of strategies referrals to strategic alliance partnerships and direct interaction as you know the way to do it but if you do want to reach more people faster you could do ads thank you for yeah
0: um bringing those up i was going to ask you about strategic partnership so i'm glad you mentioned it because i i mean i personally feel that that's a smarter strategy probably than ads right like i think that ads i I'm not sure if it was you or or someone else that told me, but sometimes some of the ads that work well are ads for something free rather than ads for something paid. But in the end, that might not get you the the paying clients you want. So to me, like you said, building relationships with people who might have a complimentary service or business product than yours, that's a good relationship because then like we have recruiters, for example, that refer people to us to help with resumes and LinkedIn profiles. Um, and then vice versa, we can go send them to the recruiter to help get them a job. So there are a lot of different industries where you can make that happen. And I think that's sort of a smarter way and you're building a relationship at the same time. Look at
1: that. Absolutely, And it's a win, 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 because you're helping your clients, you're helping their clients, you're helping each other. It's, um, I was just thinking, I was just thinking of someone that I didn't introduce you to and, it's like, it's just these connections are just phenomenal. And and the people that you're meeting are also people you connect with, relate to, understand the same values. So that's the way I would always recommend going. Again, I'm not anti-ad, but I just think organic and building relationships is the way. And that is a great way to end because the bottom line is go out and meet people
0: right and even if it's not in person you can meet people online you can build really powerful relationships so thank you stephanie um and before we close out please please tell
1: us where we can find you online you can find me at fireflycoaching.com and all my profiles are there on um, instagram linkedin youtube and i have a free report if you're a business owner which you can download called seven steps to attract more clients in less time
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was a great conversation. I know people will get a lot out of it. And hopefully you'll come back in the future.
1: I loved it. I would love to. Let's do it again.
0: Awesome. Bye. See you
1: all next time. The Career Bitches are eternally grateful to our producer Joe Tropea at Hariko Ver Films, based in beautiful Baltimore City, for his bullshit-free feedback and constant support. We would also like to thank Micro Kingdom for their musical genius, and providing our theme music you can check out more of their extra cognitive spiritual magnetism at microkingdom.com a new episode of career bitches drops every monday morning to start your work week and you can listen to us bitch on demand on spotify apple music or wherever else you find your podcasts